Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you tips that you can use today. I am here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Welcome to this episode of the Reading Teacher's Playbook. This episode topic is brought to you by a listener, and I thought it was the perfect way to follow up on our previous discussion about how to find a quality resource. Before I jump into this episode, I feel like I need to be completely honest here. I was not actually looking forward to recording a podcast about this topic, mainly because like you, I have had to sit through a million trillion professional development training sessions, learning about all things rigor. Honestly, it was not my favorite word when I was in the classroom, and this is because it was always equated with difficulty level, and I never felt like it was thoroughly explained. Okay, so now that we've addressed the elephant in the room, let's hop into the episode. So obviously, this episode's going to be about rigor, and it's mainly about finding rigorous resources that match the difficulty level, there I go using that word again, that match the level of rigor used on state assessments. But I wanted to start by defining our terms. So Merriam-Webster's dictionary, one definition that it gives for rigor is uh, strict precision. And a definition that it gives for the word rigorous is scrupulously accurate or precise. So then that took me to the rabbit hole of what does precise actually mean? And precise means strictly conforming to a pattern, standard, or convention. So then I went looking on a website called uh, Top Hat, and this website defines academic rigor as generally regarded as three different steps in the educational process. The first step being um, involving setting the standard for students. The second step um, is equipping students through instructional supportive methods. And the final step it lists is student demonstration of achievement. It goes on to say that supporting rigorous academic achievement means that educators must also make sure that they are supporting students to advance toward the desired achievement level. So then my research took me to an Edutopia article written by Brian Zestabnik, sorry. Um, I will link it in the show notes so that you can read his name accurately. And in the article, he defined rigor as a result, not a cause. He said, um, he went on to state that rigor is the result of work that challenges students thinking in new and interesting ways. And it occurs when they are encouraged toward a sophisticated understanding of fundamental ideas and are driven by curiosity to discover what they don't know. So over the years, we have to We have come to equate rigorous curriculum and instruction with difficulty, but that definition doesn't fit here. 
For our purposes, rigorous will mean to be able to execute with precision. Execute what, you may ask? The ability to execute the strategies necessary to demonstrate mastery of a set of skills. Therefore, in order for a resource to be rigorous, it needs to be aligned to the standards that you have taught your students. Not only does the target or the standard need to be clear, so do the steps that you've taught students to get there. Let's recap. We discussed the dictionary definition of the word rigorous versus the definition of academic rigor. Now let's talk about why finding rigorous resources even matters. Part of the push behind the idea of rigor came during the No Child Left Behind era. This movement coincided with the differentiated instruction movement, and it was meant to push educators to go beyond the status quo and think about how to get students to think and execute skills at the level that the state and national standards mandated. Somewhere along the line, it began to be equated with giving students more difficult work instead of being equated with making students think. The main reason to try to find or create rigorous resources is so that we can prepare students to have the critical thinking skills and grit needed to be a thinking member of society. Although the question was asked in regards to getting resources that match state testing, state testing is not the ultimate goal. We look for rigorous resources because we want to give students something that will challenge them and strengthen their ability to think. And we also want to give students we want, sorry, we also want students to be prepared for both what good readers will have to do in real life and on state testing. Let's recap. We talked about what a rigorous resource is, and we talked about why we look for them or create them ourselves. Now let's talk about how we are going to find a rigorous resource. Adapt what we have or make our own. Here's the thing. We would love to be able to type in what we are looking for in a search engine and have it spit out the perfect resource for us. This may or may not happen. More often than not, we will find something, you will find something that you will have to tweak to meet your students' needs in some way. The beauty of TPT or any other teacher resource site is not really in the done for you part that it promises. The beauty is in the fact that it gives you the foundation from which to build on. As stated in my previous episode, you are always the secret sauce um, for your students. You and your knowledge of your standards and the knowledge of your students are the secret sauce. This is not actually the creator's job. It is yours. So like making sure that the resource is rigorous is not the creator's job on TPT. It's, It's your job. If rigor is about the student's ability to execute the standard, with precision, then it's on us as teachers to teach in a way that they can get there. The resource or activity that you give students to show their mastery of the strategies you've taught is just one step in that instructional process. You are the one standing in the gap between resources and your students. So I think that when it comes to ensuring that the resources or activities you put in front of your students are rigorous, you first start with the backwards planning of your instruction. You build in rigor through your knowledge of your standards and your ability to hold students accountable. Proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get... Let's be honest. A sheet of paper with a question students copied from the board can be just as, just as, if not more rigorous than an elaborate bundle from an online storehouse. 
Your student's ability to demonstrate mastery will come from your instruction and your ability to decipher your formative assessment data along the way. Doing this will help you gauge how to adjust your instruction in order to help students execute the standard. Also remember that reading skills are cyclical. So although we would love for students to be able to demonstrate mastery after one try, we should not actually expect that to happen. You help students rise to any level of rigor by ensuring that appropriate scaffolds are provided throughout the teaching of the strategies to help students be able to execute a skill were attentively provided. So in other words, it's not just about the activity you put in front of them or the resource you put in front of them. It's about all the instruction that happened along the way to that to to get them to the to the point where they can execute that um, on the resource or activity that you give them. Here are some tangible steps to think about as you look for or create a resource that is appropriately rigorous for your students. One, does it address the standard that I th taught? Does it match students? Does it match what students are being asked to do in order to demonstrate mastery of the standard? In other words, if the standard is asking them to identify, explain, or summarize something, is the resource asking them to do that as well? Two, have I taught in such a way that students will be able to execute this standard independently? If not, do I need to provide additional scaffolds to facilitate this? One scaffold that I provided students for their daily work is access to their reader's notebook. This tool gave them access to their notes, which provided the steps for each strategy that was taught, as well as pertinent definitions for academic vocabulary. Three, why am I looking for this resource? Is this going to be for additional risk-free practice, or am I looking to take a grade? Either way you choose to use it, the data should, be, should inform your instruction. Four, if I'm looking to take a grade from this resource, is that appropriate for where we currently are in the instructional cycle? After recently spending three months back in the classroom, I know that it's hard to balance the nuance of the lesson cycle with the pressure to get a certain number of grades in the gradebook in time for progress reports and report cards. Yet, we have to be mindful of the things we try to take Sorry, sorry, excuse me, of the things we try to use for grades and always keep this question in mind. Five, what, if anything, do I need to do to tweak this resource in order to make sure it meets my students' needs? This quickly becomes an expensive trial and error approach, especially if you are solely relying on the internet and TPT or other lesson storehouses for your resources. This is why I have suggested that you start with what you have. First, yourself and your knowledge base of your standards and your students. Then, if you have a basal series, then don't be afraid to use it in the name of saving you time and money. Apply these same questions to anything that it tells you to do with your students. Tap into your um, on-campus resources like instructional coaches or fellow teachers and the PLC process to ask them how others to ask how others on your campus ensure that they are giving appropriately rigorous resources to your, their students. And six, the final question to ask yourself is, do I just need to make my own resource? There are several ways to go about this. You can make your own resource by hodgepodging your own ideas with with a resources right with a resource that you grabbed off the internet. 
You can also do this by pulling an idea from your basil and combining it with an idea of your own or modifying what it's asking them to, asking students to do in some way. Finally, you can start from scratch and make your own, keeping the five previous questions in mind. One thing that I want to address here that I don't want to forget because the original question did include it is that of making sure that it matches the rigor in state testing. Although this is not the end all be all litmus test, I also know that it is a reality that we all need to contend with. So I will tell you what I do and what I coach my teachers to do is look at the way that the questions are asked on the state assessments. Then make sure that verbiage on the resources you select or create match that verbiage as well. I will also add to not wait until they are completing an assignment to expose students to that verbiage. You need to model using it yourself as well as provide students sentence stems during turn and talk so they can practice using it as well. Part of what trips students up during state testing is not just that they that the test makers right use the academic vocabulary on the on the questions that they ask or in the questions that they ask, but also how they use it. Let's recap. We talked about the what, the why, and the how of finding rigorous resources for our students that match our state testing. Next steps. Use the steps outlined above to evaluate your next resource, the next resource you want to give your students to determine if it is appropriately rigorous for your students. If you or your school need extra support in your literacy instruction, book a discovery call or send me an email. Links will be in the show notes. Thank you for taking a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirelles on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode.